welcome to the ship show if you don't know why we call it that you're about to find out jeff newbarth is your host what's going on everyone special monday edition of the ship show we're going to call this one a windcast edition don't forget to subscribe soundcloud apple podcast spotify wherever you get your pods email us ship show callawaygolf.com or call us 760-804-GOLF 760-804-4653 but don't call us right now because the line is full because joining us is the latest winner on the PJ Tour, the winner of the Hero World Challenge, Henrik Stenson. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Morning. How are you? At what point when you were in contention down the stretch did you realize that uh, an appearance on the uh, Windcast edition of the Ship Show was, was really what everyone was playing for? Um, yeah, that's a tough question, really. I mean, I don't know if anyone would won that tournament if you knew that was the prize. Well, that's that's why we only you know kind of do it on those smaller events because there's less people that that we have to kind of kind of fool. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, happy to be joining you though, and um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some some chips. Yeah, let's let's dive into it because uh, I saw you a couple months ago when we were filming the commercial that's uh, out on TV, and we're going to play it later in the podcast um, for the new Jaws wedges, and right away. Uh, you seem to take a liking to those. Can you talk about uh, the transition to those and, and how they helped you this week? Yeah, I um, I actually put them straight in. I, I think I was possibly the first guy to use them or one of the first guys to use them because when we did the, the commercial, I, I really liked the, uh, that, that bounce, slightly wider bounce, I'd say, or sole on the on the 58 degree that I use and, and seemed to be working really well for me so uh, i put them straight in and yeah they've been in ever since i mean it's not a not a big transition i'd say it's you know wedges seems to be a bit easier to to kind of change and a lot of it is i think is is the look and then of course the performance of of the sole and um yeah choosing the right the right uh kind of look and and uh, if you want the the kind of non-treated one or you want the chrome or or the gunmetal or whatever, but it's uh, overall, I'd, I'd say it's a fairly fairly easy transition for me. And and the the biggest transition this year came in your fairway wood, uh, when when the old uh, old faithful the Diablo uh, finally was uh, was retired. Reti- was retired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had the original original one. That one I had for what was that so between oh nine and twenty seventeen. So I mean, that one was in there for quite a while. Uh, yeah, almost eight years in total, and uh, and then the backup now gave up a year, two and a half years later. So apparently, if you hit it enough times in the middle, the, they can kind of cave in after a while. So see, I would not I be I'm, able to. See, I would never have that problem because that's why I <laughs> vary my hit location because I don't want them to 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 cave in. To cave in, yeah, good thinking. But your your so boss when that, speed. Ha- when that happened, then I I just felt like okay, it's it's no point, you know, looking in the closet for. For another octane, let's uh, let's go for um, for the new stuff. I mean, technology has obviously moved on quite a lot in the last ten years. So, uh, got into testing out the uh, the Epic Flash and uh, found one and a shaft combination that I like. And uh, yeah, that's been in the bag now for a couple of months. Yeah. So, can you talk about that 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 combination of loft and and sort of what type of ball speed and what type of carry you're you're getting with the three wood now? Yeah. So uh, I've. I've always had a strong three wood, and that's why I used it a lot off the tee as well. It's around 13 degrees, and so it's really, I guess, more towards a two wood than a than a three wood. I mean, right. the old classical uh, three woods always used to be loft around 15 degrees, and and then 
it started to to go stronger and stronger over time I think and um, yeah so it's it's a good club for me off the tee as it's well documented I hit it a lot of times uh, that's the fairway finder uh, if I hit it good I'm I'm looking at I'm I'm still in meters though I kind of never never caved in to being playing in yards so um, it, it, on a good day I'd, I'd say I, I hit about 245 250 so 275 yards maybe 280 if it's really good conditions and then uh, hopefully you get 20 yards of run on that so um, yeah on a, on a good day I, I don't feel like I'm I'm giving up too much distance off the tee with that club and um, and also uh, I managed to reach the odd par five that that might be a little bit long for for a few guys uh, so yeah it's been a very handy club uh, even though I'm I think I'm so associated with that three wood that every time I hit a hit a hit a some sort of a wood uh, whether off the tee or into the green everyone thinks it's always a three wood so uh, last week in, in the Bahamas I was chipping a lot with the five wood and, and that sweet shot I hit into 15 in the in the final round that was actually a five wood but everyone thinks I'm hitting, um, hitting three wood all the time So Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you about is uh, the, the eagle on 15 I believe it was a uh, was it a rogue sub-zero five wood you had in the bag? Yeah, yeah that one's been in there for about uh, two and a half years now, I think. Uh, so it has another seven so, or eight years left with you. Absolutely, absolutely. No, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm difficult in that sense. Once I find something I really like, I tend to hang on to it. But you know, for for us out on on tour, a lot of it is is having a an, an approach club, which a five wood is. Then I wanted to to just perform the same thing over and over as long as I put the the same swing on it. So. It can be a little bit tricky. Sometimes the the newer fairway woods I find can can go even too far. So, you know, we want that consistency, and and I, I really found that with uh, with that five woods, and and happy with that one. So you you're probably gonna have to wrestle me to get rid of that one. That's right. I'm, I'm not gonna wrestle you. You you would I, I don't want to get that's hurt. That's also good. That's also good. Yeah yeah. No the, no yeah, one wants I, I to care, see. I care I care about you even though it doesn't sound like it. I actually do care about you. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna say something very nice that you did for me and you can't see the video on this but we'll send you the link to it. Uh, you sent me a package after we did the shoot in uh, in in at Lake Nona. Uh, it was right before that hurricane was supposed to hit and you sent me and I'm wearing it today uh, in honor of doing this podcast with you uh, one of your limited edition fully. Uh, logoed uh, golf shirts and it, it honestly it's one of the greatest golf shirts i own the material is is and the color so thank you for that you sent me a nice oh, note yeah. though you, you couldn't just send me the shirt you had to send me a nice note saying i'm only allowed to hit uh good golf shots wearing your shirt so i've actually chosen not to wear it on the golf course <laughs> no that's that's good yeah Hugo Boss makes some nice uh, nice golf gear as well right they do they do they do let's yeah. talk about your odyssey putter um because you know you, you went low uh in the final round on Saturday. Um, and the over-under on me saying final round on Sunday has been established at two and a half, and so far I'm staying under. Um, what, what, were the, what were the greens like? And also, you know, when, when you get into one of those battles where 66 is what you shot and 66 is what you needed to, to, to win, um, what's it like when you know you have to go that low having a putter that, that you trust so much? Yeah, I'll be using that uh, that number seven for, for a long, long time now. And... Uh, I mean, again, looks. I mean, it, you're not going to look down on a putter or a wedge or, or, or driver if you don't like it. You, you're probably not going to going to play your best with it. And and I'm I just like square looking 
uh, putters. I, I like a thick top line. Um, so for me, keeping it pretty simple there, you know, in the front of the putter, then you got kind of the fangs in the back and gives it the balance and, and also some, some aiming to it. But it, it's really the, the front line that's what, what makes it or breaks it for me on a, on a putter a lot of times. So I've had that one in for a good few years. And uh, again, when, when I have something I like, I, I tend to keep it. And as, there's a lot of updated versions as well. And it's just to, you know, finding finding the, the look and, and the one that you think is going to work the best for you. So I've uh, I've used that one a long time. And uh, like you say, on Sunday, oh, no, I, I was oh, the one who said You Sunday got it wrong. Now. Yeah. On Saturday for the final round, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I managed to drain some really important putts on the back nine. I made a made a huge par save on 11 after being in in some difficulties around the green there, and and it was probably 25 feet uh, plus for par. Made a equally uh, long putt for on 13 for birdie, and then probably an eight footer for par on 14 when I was in trouble again. So. You know, you want to stand up there and 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 have that confidence, and and um, I think it's certainly going to help you if you got a party that you like uh, looking at. So, uh, yeah, it, that that's the one that does it for me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, I, I just I I've always kind of liked this event, even back when it was you know in Sherwood. Um, and the main reason I like it is the trophy. Uh, I think that part of having a a great event is having a great trophy uh, and one that's memorable. Um, and and you yeah, you you're posted, not forgetting this one. No, you posted. So where where is the cat trophy currently in in, in the Stenson household, and where where's its permanent place going to be? It's uh, I mean at, at some point I will put in a cage in my office, but I, I still haven't received it. Uh, the one you you get on eighteen there is the that's the one that they have every year. So I, I presume I will have a replica sent at some point here. But as of now, there's, there's not a trophy, and you can imagine the the disappointment. Uh, uh, my five-year-old uh, expressed when when I came home and the trophy wasn't with me. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll make make sure she gets to see it when it arrives. And yeah, maybe maybe the cage goes in her room. That maybe that could be her pet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, she's actually staying in the cage now. <laughs> I mean, it makes it makes sense, right? That they give you the time to prepare for the for, for in case you haven't seen this trophy, it, it is an actual tiger, um, but. He's real small, so he's not like that intimidating a tiger. Like you know, again, if if to stay with your wrestling analogy, I don't think you'd have a hard time wrestling this fake small mini tiger. No, no, th- this one's good, and it's it's certainly less intimidating than than uh, than Mr. Woods himself has, has yeah. been on the golf course over the years. So yeah, totally. Is uh, it? It's, uh, it's it's certainly a a memorable trophy, and uh, we'll find a good good place for it when it arrives. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, and by a lot of people, I mean everybody is, I'm, I'm pretty sure that me, you, and Tiger were all born in the same year, um, so one of us definitely missed out on the golf gene, um, but obviously, you know, you, you've been in so many showdowns with him and seen him do so many things. Even today, in, in 2019, is it a little more satisfying knowing that he's in the hunt and you come out on top, or does it just not matter because it's just you just want to win and, and you don't care who's there with you? No, it, I'd still say that every time you you uh, you tee it up in the same tournament and you manage to to come out on on top and and uh, and beat him, it's uh, it's only a, a little bit of extra satisfaction in that. No question. In my book, he's the best golfer to to play the game, and uh, you know it's been it's been a cool comeback to to watch here now in the last year and the the three really really good tournament that, that he's won and. And obviously, for the for the for the bigger picture and the the game itself and the fan interactions and everything, it's 
it certainly gives that extra dimension when, when he's in the field and when he's playing again. Yeah, plus we wouldn't have a Tiger trophy if we didn't have the Tiger. Uh, no, that, that's right. I mean, even if he wasn't playing, we could still play for the Tiger trophy, but yeah. uh, it's, it, it makes it more special when, and like this last last couple of days here, he was he was certainly playing good. Uh, he got off to a bit of a slower start, but then really made up for it. And uh, yeah, he, he was one of the guys in the mix. It was always going to be a tough uh, Saturday. And um, it was probably six guys, I think, within two or three shots. So yeah, um, yeah it was it was really anyone's tournament. So given that, I was I was extremely pleased to come out on top and win that one. So because I haven't really put myself in the mix, uh, um, you know, really any good time this uh, this last season. So to be there with the chance to win one time really in the in the whole year and then to get it that's uh, that's very pleasing. Yeah, so how do you how, how do you assess the year in terms of of using this as a springboard to to look forward because I believe that uh, even even though you can pretty much play every week of the year I think that even you are going to take a little bit of a break now. It's got to be challenging playing both a US schedule and a European, you know, sort of global schedule. But what what do you sort of how does this win punctuate the year and, and help you look forward to next year? It certainly makes the Christmas break a lot, a lot nicer. You know, you 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 finish off a season that's been it's been okay. I mean, um, it all depends on what you what you kind of compare to. But um, I've had I think four top tens, two in Europe and and two in the States, and and a bunch of tournaments between like ten and twenty five or ten and thirty. So it's not really where we want to be, but it's not disastrous either. So it's been a, a very average year for me. So. To, to leave that behind and, and come out with a win in the last tournament for the year, and that, that certainly gives some some positive feelings and, and good momentum uh, to pick up again in, in January. And, and yeah, trying to, to to work hard and prepare and, and be ready for for when the major season starts again next year in April. I know it seems like it's just around the corner. All right, a couple more questions. We're here with Henrik Stenson, uh, who won the Hero World Challenge in the Bahamas on Saturday. The Saturday finish. Uh, was so guys can get to the President's Cup. And uh, though you don't play in the President's Cup because you're, you're obviously a member of, of Team Europe in the Ryder Cup, what, what's it, what was the vibe like around the, the players that were there um, as you know that while they are obviously competing at the highest level to win uh, the, this championship, they're also looking you know, for the long flight in the President's Cup. What, what sort of signs did you see from, from some of those who are going to be heading to uh, Royal Melbourne? Yeah, the, one of the the biggest differences compared to to other years uh, was certainly whether or not a player uh, was playing good. They were the American players were down practicing more, and they they knew what they what they're going to be up for for the week after. So regardless of how well or or maybe not so well they were playing, they were all down there practicing and working on the games and. Trying to make sure that they they're ready for for the President's Cup down in Melbourne. So it, it was it was certainly it felt like it was uh, it was uh, John Rahm, Justin Rose, and myself, uh, three members of the European Ryder Cup team last year. We we were there watching the the U.S. team kind of prepare for next week as as well as competing for the event. So um, it was a little bit more focused, I think, uh, than than some other other times. If you're having a bit of a slow start it might not be that much practice afterwards and so on when it's the last tournament of the year but now it was certainly more more intense and and they were they were getting ready i mean they they had a long flight after the event was was finished and um, i think the the whole international team already down in in australia and 
competing in one of the big events down there and, and getting ready for the, for the matches. Yeah, just um, obviously not putting you on the spot with a prediction or anything, but you know, if you look at the numbers, the average world ranking of, of the U.S. squad that Tiger's going to roll out is 13. The highest world-ranked member of the international squad is, I believe, Adam Scott at 18. I haven't seen the new refresh after this week. You've been on teams that have been underdogs, and and you've won with Team Europe as an underdog. Yeah. Do, does that does that matter? Like, do do the do, do the twelve players that are in the the team room and and the eighteen vice captains they all seem to have? Does it does it matter, mm-hmm. or or is it just like, hey, I, I play with these guys all the time. I've beaten them before. I could beat them again, and especially for all the Aussies being at home, you know, got to be something there. Yeah, I think I think the the home field advantage obviously gonna gonna play in for a little bit, and and also. Uh, that the U.S. team made this long. I think there were going to be 23, 24 hours on this uh, uh, airplane before they arrived in Melbourne. So a long journey, jet lagged, and and playing away. It's, it's certainly going to balance things out a little bit. Uh, looking solely at the ranking, of course, the the U.S. team is is a stronger team on paper. But like you say, it's it's still going to be down to to which team that can pick up that momentum and, and which players that, that can perform that week because it's, it's, it's so tight still. It's, it doesn't matter if you're number 10 or number, number 40 in the world rankings. If you get going, um, you, you'll beat the other guy easily. But there's obviously also a reason for why the, the American players are that much higher ranked because they've been playing better over time and they're, they're, they're more experienced uh, potentially and, and more... Um, you know, more more skillful because that's that's normally why you have a higher ranking. So, yeah, on paper the U.S. team should win, but I think those other other reasons mentioned here could uh, could certainly make up for uh, for a bit of of that. And um, I hope more than anything for the for the matches that it can be a an interesting one because a couple of years ago it was really tight in South Korea and that was that was cool to watch. Then the last time around in New York, it was it was pretty much over before the singles started, and, and that's not not very exciting for a for a team event and for the fans to watch. So uh, I got my fingers crossed. We're going to see uh, see a good battle to the end here. Yeah, that's a long flight. Which way do you go? Do you go east? Do you go west? Does it matter? I mean, they just... went uh, they went west, I believe. Yeah, I think they went Bahamas to uh, to Mexico somewhere for a uh-huh. fuel stop. Yeah. And then onwards all the way to uh, to Melbourne. The last leg there, seventeen and a half hours, I think. Ouch, that's that's a that was long... in, in a in a in a small Cessna prop. Yeah, in a small Cessna prop. I somehow don't think anyone was sitting in forty two B and back in the middle. <laughs> I think they're probably okay. Maybe not. All right, couple yeah. last questions yeah. for you. Uh, one thing I always love about when we do shoots with you, especially at Lake Nona, is your golf cart. Um, I'm convinced yeah. you have the greatest golf cart. Have Have you ever like entered it in like a, a golf cart competition? If there's not one, can we start one? And can you tell people why it's the best golf cart out there? Yeah, I guess we can. We can start a competition. I mean, it wouldn't be much of a competition. No, you're not going to lose. Uh, like, like you're saying, yeah. But uh, no, it's a it's a cool cart. It's a custom car, and and uh, it's got uh, it's got a really good speaker system, and uh, yeah, the the seats are super comfy so you've got to be careful when you when you're out there so you don't fall asleep behind the wheel and uh, yeah it's got it's got a lot of lot of bells and whistles on it and uh, uh, yeah I, I enjoy it I, I go on the back end of the range I got on the on the pro side that we have here at Lake Nona we uh, we bring our own golf balls out and got pitching green and putting green and we can hit them onto the range and I like playing a uh, playing some music when I'm practicing, and uh, uh, yeah, even when you're out playing on the course, it's it's kind of nice to play a little bit of music. Obviously, 
being respectful that maybe others don't want to want to jam as much as I do at times when I'm when I'm playing casual golf, but. Uh, it's uh, it's a pretty cool uh, cool golf cart, absolutely. Well, what's the go-to playlist or artist right now for uh, for the next practice session? I like a lot of uh, kind of European dance music, EDM. Uh, I mean, uh, Avicii, David Guetta. I mean, anything with a with a nice beat. I don't want it to be like too too much, but right. yeah, there's there's a lot of lot of good music in that. Uh, in that sense, out there. So, uh, and and I'm I'm really one that listens to a lot of different kinds of music as well. So I don't, but that that seems to go my to be my go-to. But I I really listen to anything that plays. Those are good. Those are good Peloton songs too. The Avicii and, and David yeah. Guetta for sure. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah, fan. yeah. The, the last yeah, thing about the cart, I can keep on pedaling. Yeah, the last thing on the cart. Can I can I can I say what you have is the logo on the seats because that to me is the coolest part. Oh, that's what you like the most. The, the claret jug awesome. in the seat. Yeah, you got the claret jug yeah. on the seat. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I don't oh, have a, I don't have anything nice on place. my seat right here because I haven't won anything, <laughs> so I can't. All right, uh, keep let, on trying, mate. Keep I know, on trying. I know. Well, we actually were victorious. The marketing team and the granddaddy last week, so that was pretty exciting for us. Oh. We beat we beat uh, twelve internet golfers. How about that? Perfect. Maybe I'll well, put then you can you can I'll put, put like that in my car. on your seat. I could. I could put a picture of my grandfather on my seat. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Last thing I have to ask it, and I don't really want you to answer it, but uh, um, Patrick Reed, that was the big story of the week. Camera angles, improving lies. Do, when you're out there and and all the press is coming around asking you like I'm doing right now, do you even care? I mean, you, you, it's not like it was you that was the person there, or like is that just something that's just like roll your roll your eyes, be like up, we're doing that again. Well, I think um, obviously he got a, he got penalised for for it. Uh, I think it's. I mean, we know what social media like. It's gonna be. Yeah. It's gonna be coming from every angle and 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 so on. I mean, they at at the end of the day, the only one who can who can answer for if whatever intent reasoning whatever is going on is obviously the player himself, and and I guess he's done that. I'm I'm not gonna. Not going to guess or elaborate on that any further. But I, looking at the footage and from the angle that I could see, it was, it was clearly that we had sand being being removed in the practice swings, um, and and that would be deemed improving the lie, and and therefore we got a two shot penalty. So I think yeah. that that's it. And I don't really care too much about about the rest. And and uh, like I said, the only one I can really answer is is Patrick in that sense. And I uh, I think he's done that. So. For me, it's like, yeah, let's move on to, let's move on to the next page. Sure, I'm sure the crowd's going to be really excited uh, down in Australia if it's the first ball that goes in a bunker that he hits, he uh, he, he might want to look where the cameras are, and I think he's going to hear an yeah. earful yeah. from the from yeah. this. Yeah, know? I mean, the, the hard part as well is that you, you got again. I'm I'm not, I don't want to defend any, anybody or any side or anything, uh, but when. I mean, it's in a waste bunker, so there's obviously different rules yeah. when you're in, in a waste bunker compared to a normal bunker. And sometimes you could have people commenting, oh, it's in a bunker and you're not allowed yeah. to ground your club. And yeah, then but it's a waste area. In a waste you bunker, you, you're allowed to do certain things. In a bunker, there's other rules. And But clearly, there, there, there was no clear, um, there was no debate that it was always no. going to be a penalty, I thought. So, yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I and, guess we'll uh, leave it at that. Yeah, exactly. All right. And the last question I have for you uh, is, you know, you did mention that that you don't like to change equipment often. But I'm going to use this as a chance to challenge because uh, we just got the wedges changed. So that's exciting. We got the fairway wood changed. Um, 
what what is the next opportunity uh, for for us at Callaway to put our our R and D might uh, to work and try to, uh, to to do something better for Henrik Stenson? How can we help you? That will be uh, that will actually be in three days time. I'm I'm seeing the team. Uh, on Thursday here, testing out some of the yeah. new uh, new drivers. See, I knew that, which is why I was setting you up for this question. Yeah, this is how we work together. Question. I know. Even I could, even I could see that coming. Yeah, but it's going to be good. <laughs> this is this is a fun time of year, right? Because you used to have a much bigger off season, but now the off season's so condensed. Because when, when is your first event? I'm going to play in Singapore in uh, mid January, and then yeah. I'm I'm jumping onwards to to uh, to the tournaments in the Middle East from there on. So I'm starting up like I've done. Uh, most years uh, with a couple of tournaments on the European tour and uh, and then I'll come over here and kind of tag along uh, when the Florida swing uh, starts so yeah I've been I've been told same same but different yeah I've been told that 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 I'm one of the reasons you avoid the west coast swing because you know that I live out here on the west coast but I'll pretend that's not true yeah I'd I'd prefer not to answer that question yeah Yeah. makes sense all right well Henrik thanks so much for taking some time to joining (laughs) us uh congratulations on uh on on the victory let's uh for uh, those of us of a certain age, uh, let's let's win a bunch next year. Let's let's get some more majors and let's uh, let's let's make 20, uh, 2020 an amazing amazing year for you. That sounds like an excellent plan. Uh, thanks for talking to me. Thanks for having me on the show and uh, look forward to catching up another time. Yeah, thanks for the shirt too. Looks really yeah. good. I've gotten more compliments about it. All right, when we come back on this Windcast edition of the Ship Show, we're going to talk about our victory in the Granddaddy. A little bit more Presidents Cup. I'm going to go off on instant replay because I hate it. And Chef Jason's going to join us to talk about his new podcast that drops today. But first, let's we talked about the commercial with Henrik for MD5. Why don't we take a look at it? The original craftsman, the legend, the master of wedge design. In over 40 years of innovation, this is his greatest creation. Jaws MD5, with the most aggressive groove in golf, designed to bite harder, and check closer. This is spin performance at the highest level. The new Jaws MD5 from Callaway. Welcome back to the Ship Show. Lex is in studio. Don't forget, email us. Email Lex, shipshow at callawaygolf.com. Call Lex, 760-804-GOLF. Yeah, I finally got the password reset. We're all good to go. Did you get a bunch of emails this weekend? No. I didn't. None? I'm, you know what? You know, I did get one from Shane, our good friend Shane. Oh, Shane he, Wu, Shane oh, Bot. Yeah, Shane Wu, Shane Bot, Shane Yu said that um, he hoped that we had a lovely time at the Granddaddy. Yeah, so let's start about that. And we that. did. Um, we would play We Are the Champions, or we would play... Oh, you have your little hideaway yeah, uh, mug going courtesy right of Luke Williams. Nice. Uh, we would play We Are the Champions. Well, if, if Luke gave you that, I wouldn't drink it in the office. <laughs> no, Luke, I won water. this. I won this from Luke. You won this from Luke. Yeah, nice. I'll give that story in a minute. All right, um... Just a kind of a teaser. Oh, that's Henrik still on the phone. Whoop. I had okay. I thought I put it down. No, I know he's he's dialing. We're going to have another guest oh. joining us in a little bit. <laughs> oh God, Trevor, what is going on here? Oh my God, this is the epitome of a ship show. Thank God this didn't happen while Henrik was on. Yeah. Um, all right, so we won the Granddaddy. We did. We had a great time. It uh, was the wonderful. real winners was was everybody because yeah. everybody had a good time. Um, this is the one time I'm okay with saying that everybody's a winner because yeah. I firmly believe in like a winner and a loser, but yeah. not in this case. Well, we actually won though. Yeah, we did, but yeah, like, by but a lot. but there is a good way to like view this as no, everyone's totally, a winner. Totally. Um, little teaser: if you want to use the golf bag 
that yeah. Johnny Rodriguez used at the Granddaddy. Mm-hmm. If you want to own the golf bag that Darth <laughs> Finley himself, Jason Finley, used uh, at the uh, at the Granddaddy, or the one that I used that uh, has hashtag not water on it. Yep, because that was. Not what I was drinking. I was no. not drinking water, Lex. You did not. Um, I did. JB on the THP forum is going to have a little contest for you guys soon. Uh, I believe it's going to even involve this very podcast, Shift Show. Wow. So, so I've um, heard. JB and I are going to talk later in the week, but just kind of letting you guys know that's coming. And there's also going to be one dozen, if Lex remembers to grab them out of Finley's office, one dozen <laughs> of the TrueViz Granddaddy logo golf balls will come oh, great. with each golf bag. I didn't even get any of those. Well, you can grab a Maybe dozen before you send them out. Maybe you can win the contest. <laughs> uh, employees are not eligible. All right. So so let's each tell one kind of granddaddy story. Okay. Because uh, we did two podcasts last week about it. We've yeah. talked a lot about the granddaddy. And there's four billion um, different pages, pages of yeah. threads on, on the Hackers Paradise yeah, yeah. forum. Why don't you tell your one story? Okay. I'll tell one, then we'll uh, move on. Um, so the first day we played in the rain, which if you're not on the thread, you wouldn't know. But now you do. Played in the rain. I haven't played in the rain in forever our lovely host Stu um from my group went and got me some rain gloves because i didn't know that you actually could play with rain gloves um and so my partner was luke and i think we were paired together very strategically by our captain jason finley because uh luke is quite long off the tee and we knew that that would give us a good chance in the shamble and best shot we were playing with um sizzle and big sky irish who were also on the podcast on the way home um and all day, I could not turn the club face. I could not close it to save my freaking life off the tee. And Luke kept saying, like, if you hit it left on this hole, as left as I have aimed you, I will buy you. I will pay you five dollars. I will wow. pay you ten dollars. He started at five. and We were on the front nine. Yeah. I'll pay you five dollars. I'll pay you ten dollars. I will pay you twenty dollars. I will buy you something small from the pro shop. I will buy you something from the pro shop. And then on 18, um, when we were in best ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back nine was best ball. Um, on 18, he was like, I will buy you anything you want from the pro shop if you hit this ball straight at that bunker up the left side and i was like okay okay finally got me lined up and not only did i hit it at the bunker i hit it over the bunker went net birdie on the last hole as well as on 17 in order to win our match against big sky and jay sizzle and it was so fun i i are you admiring how i'm pushing through this right now um so I, I just think that Luke, you know, I mean, that that's a very pretty mug. It is. Well, so here's the other thing is when we went to the pro shop yeah. the next day on Thursday, I went to pick out. They had bought everything. I, they went. They had bought everything, but I went to pick out some um, jackets and everyone and their everyone was buying the same jacket for their yeah, lady you friends. Don't do that. And I didn't want to do that. And so I picked out another one. And lo and behold, it was a two hundred and fifty dollar jacket. Of course you did. So I could not do that to my friend Luke, so I picked out this nice. mug. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I ended up with a, with a, a hide hat for me. Oh, me too. A hide hat for Paige, yep. and then an H hat for Harper, because right. her name's H. Get I got it? the H for my dad, and I got a different one so for he's my wearing mom, the and Harper hide hat? for me. Yeah, my oh, okay. John will be wearing the Harper That's hat. Awesome. I don't think hide would have suited him that well. No, no, probably not very well for yeah. me. Yeah, law enforcement. <laughs> um, what was your story? No, I just, it just it was you know, this, this event always reminds me 
um, you know, some things that we take for granted working mm-hmm. in the golf industry. Totally. Just being around really passionate golfers, and, and it always challenges me to do more of that. Yeah. Um, so that's why we want to hear from you guys at ChipShowCallawayGolf.com, because yes, maybe we'll go play golf with you guys sometime. Yeah. Uh, any chance Alex just texted me about it again? Um, I, he always he, wants to play at 6.30 I, in the morning well, on Sunday, Lex. My thing is, oh, see, I could do Sunday. I'm not I'm, doing 6.30 in the see, morning I, golf Alex, on weekends. Alex, I will play with you on Sunday. Jeff can play with you Saturday. I teach no, no, bar on Saturdays. I can't make golf, it. people. Afternoon golf is lovely. I love a morning round, oh, but I'm a morning a person. I'm a morning person too. I know, but I do other things in the morning. You do. Really, you have a routine. I really prefer the afternoon round of golf. Um, so my my one uh, sort of story was getting to play with Finley. Oh, so yeah. I've never played uh, a lot of golf with Finley. I got to play. Uh, with him I've too. never played in, a, in an event with Finley, and was super excited when we decided we were going to do this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and then we drew Snickerdoodle. Yeah, um, freaking who, who, great. Who, by the way, Snickerdoodle. Uh, it better say Snickerdoodle as your forum name for the next 30 days because that's a bet that you lost. We will be um, checking. But I won two bets, so I won that one from the Snickerdoodle, and then I won a bet with uh, Sizzle with uh, Jonathan where he owes me we did kind of the mayor's bet yes you did so I love how mayors do this where they bet yeah so the bet you know you guys heard it I bet uh, San Diego Mexican cuisine versus Mm -hmm. some Cajun cuisine and I rehearsed last night um, Paige and I went out to dinner and I had some oysters and some Cajun peel and eat shrimp just to nice. see if I liked them still. Nice. So, and the verdict is? Uh, I'm going to have some crawfish added to that. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm real excited for that. So that was kind of the fun for me. Yeah. But just getting to connect with these guys uh, and, and getting to be out there it was super fun. Our team, mm-hmm. I think, bonded in a fun way. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't understand the nickname for Tony Toulon before and now and I now, completely do. now we and understand. It's, it's, it's one of the greatest things. Yeah. yeah the, the granddaddy. Go check out uh, if you have a good two to three months of your life go go read the entire form <laughs> yeah. from uh, day one to the day two but JB is going to work with us on this contest you can win some bags all right President's Cup um, you know we briefly talked about it with Henrik mm-hmm. are you excited about it are you not excited about it um you know I can't even recall watching more than one actually mm-hmm. in my whole golf watching career um, I think I think like looking at the team I think I'll at least watch like one day yeah um, but I haven't watched a lot of golf recently to be honest I've been um, binging other shows and whatnot right. prepping myself so I think I think we have an exciting team I just think it's um, unfortunately not going to be that great of yeah, golf. I, I, I question, as Henrik said, the 24-hour journey, how that's going to feel. Yeah. Because um, I'm tired after, after flying like two hours and having yeah. to play golf or driving a bus two hours and playing golf. Um, I, I'm just, you know, I, I stop. I used to stop at the PGA Championship. Yeah. In, in August, and I wouldn't start till Hawaii because right. I love the Hawaii events. Yeah. Um, now I kind of stop at, at the British Open. I don't really watch the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and, and there's football and stuff on, but yeah. if I'm going to watch it, it's prime time in in the West Coast. Yeah, and I'm only in the true. West Coast for a couple of days this week, so I that'll would, be something to watch. I will add though, I um, I am been admittedly going to miss a couple of Kevin's from our staff that I think should should be playing. Yeah, I definitely think Kisner should have been playing. Yeah, um, Kevin Na, I could have the argument for or against. Right. He was playing really well, but playing really well week to week yeah, doesn't, doesn't seem to matter. No. But Kevin Kisner's last performance in yeah. in the President's Cup was amazing. And he's he so won fun the match, to watch play. match play. Yeah, he mm-hmm. won the match play tournament. So you you can certainly make the argument. Just like you know Ian Poulter, you never want to see him as your opponent in match play, right? Because um, you know no matter how his form is, that sometimes the the format energizes yeah. people. All right. Uh, we're going to have Chef Jason join us in a couple minutes, but one mm-hmm. last topic, and we'll get him to weigh in on, is instant replay. Oof. So I, I lost my mind yesterday <laughs> briefly. Not as bad as my coach. Not as bad as 
right, Flo did. Right. Um, but but give me your your mixed view on instant replay, then I'll tell you why I hate it. Yeah. So I ha- I actually um, I didn't watch any football yesterday because my picks were actually doing really well until oh, until the sun until the Sunday night game. I had a chance to win. Did you notice? No, I didn't look because I tried to. I was down six or seven. Yeah. You so and I Finley. went opposite. Yeah. Well, I went opposite with with what the the public was doing to try okay. to make up the ground. Yeah. And it, no. it didn't work for me. No. So I um all I needed I. I was tied for the lead, and all I needed was for Seattle to get their head out of their butts yeah. and and win last night's game, and they didn't. But um, so I didn't watch any football all day. Started to watch the Seattle game, and I think that's where I fell flat. But um, I did a little research on instant replay when you told me you wanted to talk about this today. Mm-hmm. When they started it back in the seventies, and they were concerned about how much time it would take away from the game and whatnot. I think it's good for certain parts of human error. I think sometimes it definitely does take away momentum and time. And I, my big problem with it goes all the way back to high school. Um, when like I started to notice how much injuries get replayed and that's my, uh, that's my big beef with sports broadcasting is the instant replay of injuries. Yeah. And and that's, I've been in the situation where you've had a couple bad ones and you don't show them. Sometimes you don't realize how bad they are. Yeah. Um, we're tied for picks, by the way. I've gone down oh, so far. I'm down to 28. Yeah, seriously. I was, like, I was like six games I behind was 12. you. 12th. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just had an off because again, I tried to pick everything different. Yeah. Um, which I'll do the next couple weeks. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I'm referring to my my Dolphins game and look, okay. it was pass interference. But if you watch every defensive challenge of a pass in super slow mo at at scrolling through at one frame at a time, every play is going to be interference. Yeah. Yeah. So it just drives me nuts. And I hate Adam Gase so much that I just really, we, we had we had done everything right. I mean, seven field goals yeah. by, by Jason Sanders. Should have had an eighth, but a bad snap. I mean, I get it. We lost the game because we couldn't score a touchdown. Right. But it's just so frustrating to, to, to lose yeah, um, I get it. on the instant replay. You know who I'd like to ask if he likes the instant replay or not? Who would you like to ask? I'd like ask? to ask our buddy Chef Jason. Chef Jason McLeod, Michelin starred chef. What? And the host of uh, Chef Jason Shitty Chef Driven Podcast, which drops today. Yeah. Um, I believe Jason's with us. Okay. He's calling in just a minute. Well, you know what we'll do? That's cool. We'll just Can, pause for a second. Well, okay. This will be good audio. This will be really great. Oh, hello. What's going on, Jason? Hey, how's it going? Uh, we're doing good. You're driving right now, so so uh, I hope you're using a hands-free uh, device. And if you start it parallel parking, please let us know, because it's always fun to do audio commentary when someone's trying to parallel park. Um, before we get into your podcast that drops today, we were just having a debate uh, about instant replay, and I know you're a giant sports fan. Um, taking out the fact that it cost my Dolphins a win over the hated Adam <laughs> Gase, what, what, what's, your general, uh, what's your general view on instant replay? Um, well, after watching the Patriots game last night too, there is a pretty bad yeah. call on that touchdown. Um, and they're out of challenges, so have... we so we can just ha- let a bad call exist. Yeah, so and I think stupid. that's going to have big implications on the playoffs. I yeah, really the only call. the only good news is it's the Patriots that lost for once. So I was going to say I can that, was, that, that was good for my football. I can picks. stomach <laughs> that one. Well, I think there's been a, I think there's probably a thousand memes already out there about. The Patriots getting oh, yeah. one bad call in a dynasty, yeah. right? I think I've mm-hmm. seen a couple already. So that's true. But yeah, we're okay with it's the Patriots, right? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the the way I look at things. Is doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. If it hurts the Patriots, I'm okay with it. All right, <laughs> let's get to the real reason we have you on uh, the ship show today. Um, your podcast mm-hmm. drops today. Eight episodes. You're going to be able to get those on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. On, uh, I wrote Sound it everywhere. 
uh, where you get your pods. Give people uh, sort of a brushstroke as to why they need to check your podcast out besides uh, Lex and mine's glowing recommendation. <laughs> yeah, I actually just looked as I was calling in, and they just uploaded, too. Yeah. So, like, yeah. really a minute ago there, real fresh. Um, I, I think that, you know, for me, um, obviously, it's kind of a dream come true a lot of ways because... Yeah, we have such amazing people in the industry that I am a part of hospitality and being able to meet and talk with individuals that are connected somehow to what I do. And it's not just necessary a bartender, a chef. It's anyone who's kind of connected to food, to wine, to cocktails, to what we do in the service industry and hopefully telling their story. And it's not really about, hey, what's your favorite wine if you're a Psalm? It's kind of how they got there and what was the path that they chose to get to where they are now and to me that's probably the most exciting thing that we do uh, in our industry is the path the path to getting to where we're going and yeah i mean look we'll talk a little bit about favorite wines or maybe some suggestions on how to buy a good wine or make that certain dish but in reality it's all about that journey that we go on to kind of get to where we're going right and that's like what we have in common with you partially is that we like to tell stories too and you happen to like golf and so we made that connection and now we have a really cool addition to our podcast network which has been really fun yeah, <clears throat> yeah and i think me. i think that there's a natural <clears throat> link between golf and food right mm-hmm. um because i know most times i'm on the golf course i'm thinking about what's the next meal i'm going to eat and then most times stations. when yeah or most times when i'm eating i'm thinking about the next time i'm going to play golf mm-hmm. so all oh, of these absolutely. things go together. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel the same way. And and if someone would have told me that, you know, you could do a podcast and be connected to Callaway Golf, <laughs> I would have called them liar. And this happened. And I think that to me is one of the greatest things because, yeah, golf, cooking, wine, food, it all goes together. And, and it's really something that, you know, that connects really well. And I'm really excited about the partnership. And I'm really excited to kind of listen to all these podcasts in full and and to continue growing that relationship. Yeah, so there's eight podcasts. Mm -hmm. They're all out now. Uh, So go search them out. Again, we told you all the... You all know where to get... If you listen to this, you know where to get podcasts. If you listen to this, you will find it. Um, And and you're going to love them. Jason, I I know you can't pick your favorite episode (laughs) um, because that would be like picking your favorite favorite child. child. Only some people do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it this time. I can give a hint. Okay, give us a hint. Um... Yeah, I, I, there's there's two people that I'm really proud of um, that work for us in our group. Uh, two young ladies that do our butchery, one at Born and Raised, our steakhouse, and one at Ironside Fish and Oyster, uh, our seafood spot. And I'm really proud of these two and kind of what they've accomplished in the industry. So maybe gear, that's a good one to kind of really dig in deep about what, what these two ladies do on a day basis. I think that's hands down actually my favorite episode of this first block. Yeah, I don't I mind liked, picking. I, I liked some of the ones on booze because oh, I yeah. learned a lot. I mean, I mean, Jesse made the the cocktail. She won cocktail of the year. Yeah, in like a worldwide competition. So smooth. You know, it's like and and I went I went to Raised by Wolves and had it again. Mm. Uh, it was so good. I mean, it's just it's just a this this is one of those things that if if especially this time of year, right? A lot of people are doing some traveling. Maybe you're just trying to shut down for a little bit. This yeah. is a perfect opportunity to escape into a world that you're already a part of because everyone's mm-hmm. part of the food world. Yeah, uh, and learn a little bit more about it. And then the good news is, Jason, we're going to do a season two. Um, my only request, there'll be sometime in March. My only request is we need to do something on brunch in, in season two. Uh, you have the best brunch restaurant on the planet here in San Diego, Morning Glory. And we need to somehow figure out how to, because everyone loves brunch. And we haven't had a Psalm actually 
on the show, I don't think. We did have we? not had a psalm, did uh-uh. we, Jason? No, we, I, we haven't. I, I think we should do, a, I, I really think a, a, a psalm brunch combination oh. yeah. would be great. Oh, my because gosh. Because there is a great way to do day drinking without getting drunk. What? Yeah, no, you're right. I think this would be a really good story to do. I think this is a great, great, I like this episode a lot. So fun fun Ooh. fact, there was a bar in Syracuse. Uh, I'm assuming it's probably not there. It's called Harry's, and they used to have fish bowls of beer every Sunday, oh. and they would they would call it kegs and eggs. And that was an example of what Jason's <laughs> not talking about, because the, the goal of that day drinking was, in fact, to get drunk. Oh, my gosh. In, uh, in Tempe, Absolutely. you can go to a place called Casa. Well, it's got a it's longer called name, House. but we call Casa. Oh. Yeah, um, and they give you buckets. Like like nice. like what wow. kids would get their Halloween candy in, but yeah. just a little bit smaller, and yeah. you get a bucket of nice. well alcohol. Uh, it's just even back. Cannot <laughs> picture Lex doing that. Uh, all right, yeah. Jace. Well, I think I think that we're gonna. Uh, you oh. know what? Well, before before he goes, can yeah. I tell him some exciting news? Sure, Jason, you with me? Yes. Um, I'm so with you. while you were on a trip, I did. I pulled some strings and I stole your wedges. Well, somebody stole your wedges for me. And we dropped yeah. them off with um, Anthony Toronto, and we got them personalized. So we're going to get those back to you really soon, but they came out really cool. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I really hope it helps my handicap. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't have it help too much, because you like getting those strokes when you're out there playing for money, because I know you're not going to be out there playing a, uh, a, a straight game. The last thing I was going to say is uh, your restaurants are going to be in the news this week. Besides the podcast, the Major League Baseball winter meetings are here in San Diego. Uh, as a matter of fact, the commissioner yes. is going to be out here today uh, at Callaway, along with uh, a couple team owners. But um, I know that a large group of some of the most influential agents in baseball is going to born and raised, I believe, tonight. Um, so, so that's going to be super exciting. I mean, what if, what if, you know, Garrett Cole or Strasburg or Rendon or one of these guys, you know, if, if the Red Sox decide to trade bets, what if Lindor gets moved and that all happens in your restaurant? What? I mean, that's, that, that could be pretty crazy. Well, yeah. That'd be pretty wild. That'd be pretty special. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you see Cole down there, serve him whatever he wants on me, as long <laughs> as he goes to the Yankees. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, I was going to ask you, that was going to be my next question. What you thought about that? Uh, I would I would pay him more than that. I, I would say. I would literally go to him and go because he's either going to Anaheim, the Dodgers, or the Ugh, Yankees. No, make so it so just three. just just say what does it cost, and then have CC Sabathia tell him like, look, I didn't want to go to New York either, <laughs> and I went. And it was the greatest thing for my career. He's an analytical guy. The new pitching coach they hired is an analytic freak. It it just seems to make sense on so many levels. If he can get past the idea, but this is the thing I think people don't realize, Jason, is like people used to say all the time, um, you know, about Westbrook and Durant, like living in Oklahoma City. You're, you're there like sixty days a year, right? You know, because you're on the road, and then yeah. you have the whole off season. Like, yes, you'll you'll live in New York, but guess what? You'll also be able to live in Southern California or wherever you want to from when the 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 World Series parade ends until spring training. Mm-hmm. It's not that. That big is a deal. true. That is very true. It's very, you should be a, you should be an agent. <laughs> I thought about it, but then you have to have a legal degree, and I'm not going back to school. Oh. I would have no shot. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> no shot. All right, uh, Chef Jason, so we'll make sure we get these wedges to you. And before this this holiday season wraps up, uh, I want to get out in the golf course with you, so we got to oh, get that figured out. I know you said your dad's in town, so we'll uh, we'll have to get out and, uh, and and tee it up, and we'll we'll put these uh, new clubs to a test. Can I be four? Yeah, that'd sure. be great. I would love that. All right, well, we'll talk about that offline. That's Chef Jason from Chef Jason's Shitty Chef Different Podcast. Check those out, dropping everywhere today. Uh, we'd like to thank Henrik Stimson yes, for joining would. us. And we, we have a big couple weeks before we kind of wrap it up for the season. Really busy couple we're, weeks. We're going to have Tim Mickelson, mm-hmm. brother 
of Phil Mickelson. Yep. Former college golf coach at Arizona State. Whoop, whoop, good double. Former agent uh, to John Rahm, among others. And currently uh, the Bagman, Phil's caddy. Bagman. So we're going to talk to him uh, tomorrow, actually. Yep. And we'll drop that one on Thursday. Thursday. And then next week, we will have another tour pro who we're not going to say who he is. Nope. But he's uh, going to be in Callaway next week. A lot of guys coming through the building. So yeah. we're going to have uh, him on uh, next week. And then uh, we'll kind of have our year in review show to kind of wrap it up. Before we take a little bit of a holiday break. Just a little one. All right. Well, thanks again, Henrik. Congratulations. I hope that trophy gets to him soon. I don't I want to see so his too. five-year-old Can't wait to see daughter the cage. upset. Have you seen the picture of it? The picture's ridiculous. Of so the, the trophy? trophy? Yeah, the picture's ridiculous. I saw it in the press conference. Yeah, it's so good. Well, yeah. the one that Henrik posted with him. And oh, no, I haven't seen good. that one yet. Um, so check that out. And uh, thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. Or see you later this week on The Ship Show.